On this episode of the podcast, we discuss Donald Trump's comments about the controversial NFL national anthem policy. Would Colin Kaepernick go about things differently if he knew what he knows now? And we are joined by a special guest, host of Morning Tea, Mika Diamond. I think that that when he jumped in, he, he probably would still be playing football if everybody would have jumped in when he jumped in, when he made that decision and he decided this is what I'm going to do. He should have took a whole bunch of players with him yeah, right. <laughs> in order to do See, it. And, I, I and just, this, Mika, this is why I agree with you 100%. When he did that, the other NFL players left him out to dry. Yeah. But the reason why they left him out to dry is because their paychecks are getting messed Exactly. Right. So you got to understand, if you're going to stand for something, just know in some areas you might fall. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the New Channel Sports Podcast. I'm your host today. We have a really, really, really good show in store for you guys today. Let me introduce everybody first, and then we'll get to our special guest on the show. I am your host, Oenyi. Sitting to my left is your boy, Chris. What's going down, Chris? What's good? Sitting all the way across from me, for some reason, he's wearing a Saints hat. I think there's a hidden agenda to that, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, Trey? Not much, man. The world is great. The world is great. You know, it wouldn't be... Me, if I didn't give a shout out to Cowboy Nation and Laker Nation and say what's up to y'all. Everybody's day of reckoning. NBA preseason can't get here soon enough. So it's a great day, man. Great day. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a special, special guest on with us today. Um, She is on GMT Radio, which we will be also on GMT Radio, as well as our first show on the online radio broadcast. She hosts Morning Tea. Special guest Mika Diamond. What's going on, Mika? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> so, um, I'm going to give your sports bio real quick. Okay. okay, is that okay? Sure. Tell everybody a little bit about Mika. She graduated from Elsick High School, 1996. Shout out to the SWAT. Yeah, SWAT. Thirty nine and one. Yes. Did y'all win a title that year? State? No, we lost the championship game. That oh, year. okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ran track. I did. McNeese State. Uh huh. In um, Lake Charles, all right. Your favorite NBA basketball team is Miami Heat. Yep. Favorite player is Dwayne Wade. Yep. Don't say anything, Trey. Don't say anything. Please Trey. don't say I'm anything, good. Trey. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> Her favorite football team, NFL, is New Orleans Saints. Yes. Favorite Saints player is Drew Brees. I have a lot of respect for that. Yes, yes, we do. And her favorite baseball team, of course, the Houston Astros. Of course. All right. Of course. <laughs> Can we get more guests like her on the show? You know, she who shuts your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that against all of what you believe in? No, no. Oh, no. Okay. We have a lot of things in common right okay, now. Okay. Okay. Now, her favorite sports moments is when you run a regional championship. Yes. High school. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Basketball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the Saints won their first championship. Of course. With Drew Brees. And also when the Houston Rockets won their first championship, Mm -hmm. 93-94. A long time ago. See, I wasn't Mm -hmm. feeling the Drew Brees stuff, but I'm good now. I'm good with the Rockets. Okay. Ooh, I don't want to start no issues today. (laughs) Hey, man. If it starts, it starts. We'll just just put it out quietly. Who do you guys play in the regional 
finals? Uh, we played Austin Westlake. Okay. Oh, in the regional finals. In the regional finals, we played Madison. San Antonio, Madison. No, Ma- Houston, oh, Madison. Houston, Madison. Okay. Um, and the re- in the state finals, we played Austin Westlake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Drew Brees went to school there too. Yep. Mm-hmm. He yeah. sure did. Sure did. So what we do with all of our guests, we play a little game. Okay. Mika. It's called Truth or Dare. Uh oh. All right. This guy's not going to be that. You know, it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask you Truth or Dare. If you say truth, then we'll be like, is it true that such and such and such and such? And mm-hmm. then you say yes and no. Let's give a little explanation. They will say dare or dare you to say something. If you okay. don't want to say it, you'd be like, I'd rather jump off a bridge or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll start right now. I'll say that. truth or dare, Mika. Truth or dare. Truth. Truth. Is it true that the New Orleans Saints will not make the playoffs this year? False. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on that? Um, I think that the that the New Orleans is going to be good this year. I think that we uh, we got a lot a lot of new players that's coming this year. Um, I think our defense is going to be better. So I think we're definitely going to. They better be better than they were last year. I mean, the defense was bad last year, but we still did pretty good last year in mm-hmm. comparison to the other teams. So I think they're going to be good this year. Okay. Okay. Trey, mm-hmm. Trey, you up, man? What you got? What you got? Uh, truth or dare. 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 <laughs> hmm, that's a good one. I didn't expect her to say dare. Uh, I'm a daredevil. <laughs> I dare you to tell us the nicest story you can about Oeni. Oh, I could do that. What is that? Um, okay, so I actually met him at his place of business mm-hmm. and um he was really he had awesome customer service. Uh, it took us a long time to get through our process, um, but he he stayed cool, calm, and collected the whole time, even though it was rather difficult. <laughs> so, um, so that's a good story because he he had awesome customer service. Boom, Tracy! Look at you. Yeah, look, look at, at you. you! Look at you! <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see. He, oh, and you right now, but he got blushing, blushing a little bit. <laughs> you got one for it, Chris? You got something for it? No, I'm ready. Truth or dare? What you got? True. Okay, this is this is pretty easy for me. Is it true? And don't don't front with the, don't front with us here. Okay. So, right. so is it true that you were the best ball player on your team? Mm. No, that's that's false. Oh wow! Oh, how modest of be you humble. Wow. I would have straight lied. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because I'm I, some of the basketball players that be listening to this in the morning. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh no, she did it! <laughs> right. I'll be getting inbox messages, DMs. That's hilarious. Okay, so we got that out the way. Yeah. You handled that pretty well, Mika. Thank Cla- you. Claps for you. Yeah. Claps for you. That was fun. All right, so let's get right into it. All right, the topic of discussion today, Donald Trump made a little statement about the national anthem and the NFL. I'll play a little quick bit for that right now. Hey, how about the NFL? Look, I, I don't want to cause controversy. You're right. USA is right. I don't want to cause controversy, but how about they, they pass this stupid thing? You don't have to do this anymore. If you don't respect the flag or if you don't like the country or whatever it is, just go into the locker room. Just go into the locker I think in many respects, that's worse. Isn't that worse than not standing? You know? I think that's worse. So they say, go into the locker room. So okay. The anthem's getting ready to play. They run into the locker room. Then they come back out. You know what? I, it doesn't play. It doesn't play. It doesn't play. I actually think 
in many ways it's worse. I heard this thing that they, they were so happy, the owners. This commissioner, where this guy comes from, I have no idea. They're paying him $40 million a year. And their ratings are down 20%. But you know why the ratings are down? Yes, the flag. But they're also down because people find politics. In other words, hitting Trump incorrectly, but hitting Trump. They find that to be much tougher, meaner, and more interesting than watching a football game. They actually do. And they're watching the cable networks instead of watching football. They're down 20% since this whole thing started with the flag and the anthem. Right, so there it is. Donald Trump pretty much says that um, it's worse for the players to go into the locker rooms as opposed to staying out there and kneeling. What was you guys? I mean, this has been going on forever now. It's like a back and forth now. Is this is ever going to end? Does Donald Trump get a kick out of this? What does this mean now for for the NFL going forward? I mean, it's obvious he gets a kick out of it, right? I mean, it's perfect for him. The NFL is the biggest sport in this country. So what better platform to attack than that? It's really not even about the players. When you listen to his comments, it's not about the players. It's more about who those potential fans are. Because, see, the thing with Donald Trump, you can hate him or love him. He knows his base. Like, he knows his crowd. Like, Trey knows that if he goes somewhere, he's going to rep his Cowboy fans or his Laker fans. And if he comes to a Houston Texans event, we're going to kick him out. Right, right. He clearly doesn't belong. Try. <laughs> Try. <laughs> now, but on, like, on the real note, he knows what his base is. So he's going to rile them up. And what's the best way to do that to bring up the subject in front of his his crowd? It's going to get them excited. They're going to say, you know what? This guy really does care about us. He does care about our flag. He is patriotic. And those players, they're not. It's a perfect juxtaposition of knowing your base versus going against something that you can't go against and losing. He knows exactly what his base is. He feeds right to the frenzy. I agree. I think he does that in any way. I think he uses every platform that he can to to do exactly what you just said. Um, I think that he it's it's almost like he gets a kick out of it, of course. But I definitely think that he uses whatever platform that he can, whether it be sports, whether it be an entertainer, whatever it is. I think he utilizes that platform in order to gain more exposure for himself, ultimately. You, you know, it's so weird that this e- even happened because before we talked about you know having this topic on the show today i've kind of tuned that man out i didn't even know this happened and i'm i have my ear to the street i i I literally if something comes on and his name is mentioned or he's talking unfortunately for the first time in my life i just don't even pay attention to it so i didn't even know this happened the sad part is i am probably as patriotic as they come i'm dead serious i absolutely love the united states of america and I get what he's trying to say, but how he goes about doing it and how he's so condescending about it, it just pisses me off. Like, it really, really pisses me off to 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 see that. But I, I, I want the guy standing. I would think we've had this conversation before. I don't want them in the locker room. I don't. I get what they're trying to do. So the sad part is I agree with the guy. I almost said something I shouldn't say. <laughs> oh. But uh, I just don't. I just – it goes in one end and out the other. So you think it would be better for the players to just – Stand out there and, and, and stand for the flag as opposed to protesting in any form or fashion. See, I I think it, it's a double-edged sword because you get a chance to – it's a freedom of speech, right. right? You all can stand up and fight for what you want to believe in. But for me, there's a difference – for me personally, there's a difference between talking about something and doing something. So that old saying, though, your actions speak so loud, you know, I can't really – I can't hear what you're saying. Like that's that's me. And still today – 
I mean, even in, I'm talking about in Houston, Texas, I don't see any people that look like me educating, getting back in the community. I don't see that. So sit down and kneel all you want. But what is that doing for right. the eight, nine-year-olds who are doing the same thing and they don't know why they're doing right. it? Right. That's my problem. I got you. And that's what I'm not seeing. I would say for me, though, the problem is we've kind of alluded to this conversation before. I just don't like the fact when people are talking about it, they say they're unpatriotic. Right. Because the first thing people do, Trump supporters, like, well, I'm so patriotic, I can't even understand how they're, you know, doing this to our right. flag. And for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, bro, it's not about the flag itself. Mm-hmm. It's more about I'm protesting and injustice. Yeah. And what better way and what better platform to do that than to show you in your face. Mm-hmm. That's what is the only way you can fight an injustice is for people to get uncomfortable. Right? So when people are saying, your form of protest is making me uncomfortable. Well, duh, that's what it's supposed to do. Because if I'm protesting and you're not uncomfortable, my protest means nothing. What protest works if somebody, if you see me doing it, and you're like, okay, good job. Have a great day. No, I got to make you feel uncomfortable in your skin. Your skin has to crawl for you to see what I'm trying to do. Right. And the problem is, it's gone from the point where people are uncomfortable because that's what happened. And instead of understanding why they're uncomfortable, we're just blaming them. It's your fault because you're desecrating the flag. So it's your fault. You've done something evil to the flag. Right. Now it's your fault. Instead of, you know, this is making me uncomfortable. What is he trying to say? Mm-hmm. And the thing that probably makes me the most angry is there have been Colin Kaepernick, right? Colin Kaepernick has come out and said exactly what his protest is about. At least in my opinion. We've mm-hmm. argued this before that some people feel he has. I feel like he has. He put his money where his mouth is. He said, I'm going to give a million dollars to different efforts across the United States. He's done that, A. Eh? And then he came out and said what he was fighting for. But at the same time, nobody wants to hear that. Who really wants to listen to that? So does this whole um, NFL anthem controversy make it seem as if black players are unpatriotic? Is that what's happened now? I think that's what they're making it to be. I, I definitely think that that's, that's what's being said. Um, I, I don't know if that's their reason, but they definitely are making it be that. The media and everybody else is, is making it seem that way. Absolutely. It's definitely spun that way. And, I mean, growing up, I mean, the religion that my mom practiced was with Jehovah's Witness. So we didn't put – we didn't pledge allegiance to a flag as a youth. That's what I did with my mom's religion was. And so people looked at me like I was crazy because we didn't stand for that. And we didn't put our hand across our heart and over our heart. We didn't do that. And so even at an early age, people looked at you and thought like, what? How could you not do that? Like, and I experienced that at an early age. So I just think that's people's perception and what you're supposed to do. Society, what's supposed to happen? You're supposed to stand up. I mean, although you don't do it at home, uh, you're supposed to stand up and take your cap off. And that's just like the unwritten rules when that, when that thing is played. It's it's how it was taught, how we were taught. And, and like you said, as a, as a child, you don't understand. You're just doing what's taught. Exactly. You know, if the teacher teaches you that this is what you're supposed to do. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't even understand the national anthem until I got of age to even go back and understand the words because it was just something that was traditionally done Absolutely. and taught. So with that being said, do you think that it's a venue, any sporting event for any player? For them to show how disgruntled they are with with anything, any kind of protest. Because even at the end of the day, a lot of people don't know what Colin Kaepernick was protesting. That's a true. lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, that's they, sad, though. That's not on Colin Kaepernick. Well, because some people just want to watch football. Some people just want to watch basketball or baseball. Is this the correct venue for a player to protest? Is a sporting event the correct venue for them to do that? I, you, I would. You, I think so. I think the, you want to do to to... As African-Americans or blacks, however you want to look at it, you have to use the platform that's given to you. Mm-hmm. 
during the national anthem, knowing how sacred it is, if you really thought about it, PR wise, you're probably like, I may not be able to do that. You've got pregame, you've got postgame conferences, you've got a lot of practice, you got a lot of other ways you could actually demonstrate that. Um, so I think when the media is on you, but when everybody's watching on Sunday afternoon, you've got millions of viewers worldwide. So if you're trying to do something, and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite here because I don't agree with what they're doing, but if you're trying to get your point across, you want to do it when more people are watching, right? So when else would you want them to do it? Because post-game press conferences, <laughs> you tune those out. Well, if you're that big and you're playing the NFL or the MLB or NBA or whatever it is, you can't find another way to protest. Does it have to be during a game? Are during, you know, you know, you're working under somebody else. There's a commissioner of the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's a commissioner of the NBA. In the NBA, you can't protest during national national at all. You have to stand. The NFL now they're just they're so far past. Now people have to stay in the locker room. Now what's going to happen is, oh, you're not there. You're not there. They're going to count out who's in the locker room. So players can't take it to another event or do it somewhere else. I think they should. To be honest with you, because where I work. Um, and I work for this is I work for a large bank. There's certain things I can say on social media. There's certain things I can post. I can't post. I can like. I can't like, and I can't share. They tell me you could do that, but if you do that and we see you, you lose your job. So why are these NFL players subject to different rules and regulations that we are as human beings? That's my point. Why people are mad at the NFL for saying these are the rules? I can't do that. There's certain things I want to say on this show that I can't say because if my employer heard me say that, I'd lose my job. Period. And so the NFL. You've been holding back on this show? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some things I can't say. And so NFL players, if the NFL implemented a rule saying you can't do this, every every major corporation out there has their people taking social media training and saying what you can and can't say and be careful because your perception and your brand is a part of our brand. And if they want to protect that shield, and we know more than any professional sports, that shield has been protected more than anybody. Yeah. So if they want to protect that shield and not have 20% drop in viewership, this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, but it's the thing though. That's that's he that's, who has the gold. Of, but that's part of that fake rhetoric. It wasn't a twenty percent drop. In well, I, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, that, but that's that's the issue though. Is this false things being fed to us? When I say us, I mean us as a public. I'm saying the perfect platform is to do when most people are watching, like you said. But you have to do it in a place where not only it makes people uncomfortable, but you have to do it in a place where. It stops what you're doing. The only way anything works is it makes you stop. So there's you have to do it when people are looking. Right? But if it but if it says if they say you do this and we cost you your job and you choose to do it, or is it is it the NFL's fault or is it your no, fault? No, it's your fault. See, I disagree with that. I, I think what it is, I mean, you can say it's your fault. You know the risk, right? So right. Colin Kaepernick right. knew what the risks Absolutely. were. But at this point, the fact that he doesn't have a job, I know it's a whole different conversation. It's ludicrous, but that's fine. But to say something like, well, if you're gonna do it, no, you can lose your job. Yeah, they know that. But right. well, that's the whole point of doing it. Did you think somebody, you, did you, did you really think he's going to lose his job? He didn't think he's going to lose his job, though. He thought he was going to protest well, at, at this. A, at a certain point, at a certain point, a certain point right. he had the brother right. had like, to know. Oh, <laughs> no one's going to sign me now <laughs> yeah, because yeah, of this. Know. Right, right, right. He had to know. I think at some point I think everybody who joined him kind of joined too late, though. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> I think that's what that's it was. True. I think if everybody who would have jumped in when he jumped in, that it would be totally different. See? I think that that when he jumped in, he, he probably would still be playing football if everybody would have jumped in when he jumped in. When he made that decision and he decided this is what I'm going to do, he should have took a whole bunch of players with him yeah, right. <laughs> in order to do it. See, I, and, and I just, this, Megan, this is why I agree with you 100%. <laughs> When he did that, the other NFL players left him out to dry. Yeah. But the reason why they left him out to dry is because their paychecks are getting messed up. Exactly. Right. So you got to understand, if you're going to stand for something, 
just know in some areas you might fall. Yeah. Right, that's true. But, but couldn't he, like you said, I think we mentioned that on, on one of the shows we did. If I would have went to the ownership and said, look, y'all, this is something I'm very, very passionate about. This is what I want to do. I went to a few owners. I went to uh, Roger Goodell and said, this is what I want. And let they, if they said, no, you can't do this, then at that point in time, he says, listen, I followed all this. I followed the chain of command. I did everything I was supposed to do. And they said, no, I think you would have got more players I involved with you. That. I, I think just, you would have. I, I cannot get Maybe it's that. a corporate person to me, but I'm just saying, for me, whatever I got to do to be able to feed my family, if, and if I don't like those rules, then I'll go find another job. But I think he needed a shocker, though. I think he had to do it when he wanted to do it. And he because I think if he would have went about it that way and he would have had that conversation, it wouldn't have had the same impact. I don't think maybe so. you might. You may be right. I don't because I know that they going individual like that by himself going in the office in a meeting. They wouldn't have listened to nothing he had to say in regards to that conversation. But it's not even just that they wouldn't have listened. I mean, the whole point of the protest was to put it out there. Yeah. And he was, the one thing he was doing throughout the entire preseason, he was like, hey, I'm doing this. <laughs> he came out and said, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to do it the whole season. And then the reaction that he got was just, okay, he's crazy. Okay, he's mm-hmm. unpatriotic. But that's fine. But that's what the rhetoric is always, when you're doing something that's right, you just have to understand that there's going to be people who are going to see what you're doing that's wrong. My issue with the players, really the players, was nobody really defended them like we just talked about. Yeah. They defend him saying, man, they should really help him out. But they're like, are you going to protest? No, nah, I got a family to feed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm but, not doing that. But didn't it kind of get lost in translation when you start wearing, you know, socks with pigs on them? They're showing your, I mean, like, are you really trying to help the the problem? Are you, are, are you trying to be a part of the solution? Wait. Are you... Adding to the problem, like because that doesn't that doesn't show me that you're trying to make things better by wearing socks that show cops as pigs. Like that doesn't show me. I'll, you're try- t- I'll tell you this though. At some point, you get angry. So what I did during that time was I was in school and I wrote. I was writing a paper about you know really just police violence. And after a while, you get pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you will get pissed. The stories that you read. Over and over and over. And more importantly, what happens is, and most people don't know this, when you sue these people, the burden of proof to get one of those cops down, I've seen cases where cops call you not just the N-word, not just saying firing at you, killing you, when they know you don't have anything and still you can't take the case. These cases are ugly and they still don't get prosecuted. So at some point you just get pissed. You just get mad. That's when you start like when you understand, I love Muhammad Ali. When I was younger, I didn't understand. I, th- I thought he was a loud, brash, cocky guy. Man, go back and watch that man. Oh, yeah. That man was speaking the gospel truth about stuff going on today, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, you just get pissed. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's part of what makes Muhammad Ali the greatest boxer of all time. It's the stuff that he was able to do outside of the ring and in the community that make people, you know, relate to him and see him as being the greatest, greatest boxer of all time. That's where, the, that's where the difference is between Jordan a little bit and LeBron, as far as people I speak to in this yeah. day, LeBron, he takes a stance on things. As Jordan didn't really take a stance on things. He was more so, this is my brand. I don't want to do anything and to he was tarnish that, that paper. Right, right, right. So do you think, in hindsight, Colin Kaepernick might have done anything differently now? If he were to go back in time and say, maybe try to do something differently so that he has a job, he still plays in the NFL, you think he would have done anything differently? I think it goes back to what she said. It's power in numbers, man. Like, I would go get all these people mm-hmm. with me first. Mm-hmm. And then I think you would make a because it wouldn't look like you were being that so you person. So you, you still think he would have protested the, in the manner that he did? Yeah. And he may have talked with some people that, you know, that say, hey, man, you know, like uh, the receiver from the Seahawks, help me out, um, uh, whose dad's a cop. 
Um, oh, Baldwin or? Yeah, Doug Baldwin. Doug like Baldwin. Maybe some people like that. Like, look, man, it ain't really, really like that. I get what you're saying, but how about we try this? How about we get right. together and lock arms first? Yeah. How about we, and maybe some people to say, hey, man, we could do this another way without going there. And I'm not talking about just black guys. I'm yeah. talking about people of all races yeah. and say, you know what? I agree with you, yeah. but maybe we should do something different because if we piss off the people that are buying the tickets and watching us on TV and buying the beer and all the, you know, the advertising and stuff like that, then like you said, you're messing with a lot of stuff there, man. Even when they, they made the decision to lock some teams made the decisions to lock arms or whatever. I think that that's a good point. If if he would have gotten with other people to do it together and they would have had different way or however they want to do it, you probably could have gotten more races and other people who agreed with it to to um to join forces with himself. And then when it's not all black players that are doing it, now you got people of yeah. all races doing it. Now right. you're like, okay. Right. And I think if you want to shock America, like, wait, what is that? The white guy and the black guy mm-hmm. and the Hispanic, they're all like, they're all, I mean, in my opinion, well, I think that's what people would, I, I think, think that's I what people That kind of did happen at some point though, right? Eventually, but, yeah. eventually but, but, it did shock, but how that needed to start, I think, I think if it starts like that, then those people don't take it as a black and white thing. Because I think ultimately, throw out all the other races you want to, yeah. it immediately became black and white yeah i agree with that that's exactly what it became and that wasn't the that's not what he was talking about that but he did kaepernick i mean he talked to i think nate boyer this is a white veteran on his team at that time and he said this is what i plan to do this is before he had his first protest right he talked to him and was like yo do it like do what you got to do so in his brain is like "I've, i've reached out and it wasn't just him he reached out to numerous people and he did it so, I mean, I think going back, obviously, strength in numbers, I think he would do that. But it wouldn't surprise me if he were asking people and they were just kind of lukewarm to the idea. Yeah. There's always got to be somebody that's going to get shot, right? <laughs> Somebody's got to go down. And he's going to go down as one of those people. Right now, he has, you know, his legacy may look murky. I promise you, 50 years down the line, he's going to be a hero. I have a question. Do you guys think that it would it – would, so this is my problem with the whole thing. I understand, you know, what they're doing, the reason behind it. But do you think it would be a different approach if if all the energy that they're putting and going to the locker room and not standing or whatever the case may be, if they get organizations to teach our young kids the reason why these things are happening and maybe it would be a different approach um, and and they people wouldn't respond the way that they are. That's my whole deal. I understand but I just don't see anything that's following up with that. Nothing. Like you're not doing anything, but you're, you're you're kneeling, you're going in the locker room, but it's affecting the kid. Like teach the kid. We're adults at this point. Like the children need to understand what the national anthem means, mm-hmm. why they aren't standing. And if your teachers are teaching you this song, is it wrong if, if, if you don't stand at school? Right. You know, like yeah, Trey, Trey alluded to this when we had this discussion before that you saw little kids at, Flag football games kneeling, yeah, and they had no idea what they were they were doing. Why following a trend? Just like a lot of the adults are following a trend. Absolutely, right, right. So So they were just doing it because they saw Kaepernick doing it. If you pulled a hundred people, a hundred adults. And ask them what was Colin Kaepernick really protesting? I don't know that you would get the the correct answer more than fifty percent of the time. That's very sad. But as we talked about before, I I can't put that on Colin Kaepernick. He can't educate you or me right Mm -hmm. that's not on him the only thing he can do is alert you to it Mm -hmm. i can't tell you how many families how many people had conversations about race relations or more importantly about cop relations because of what he did true it's just that's just facts he had to do it like that because if they come out can you imagine they come out locking arms and doing all that i don't know how much that helps 
it's not a shock fa- factor. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. When they, when I saw it, I got I got excited. I mean, I got the chills when I saw those teams do that because because you don't see that in football. And football's a beat. Football's a totally different sport than anything else because there's blood, sweat, tears. You're beating up each other in practice, and I mean, you hate each other during the week, but have to because you're going against each other. But you're loving each other when the game times because all fifty, you know, three of you got to work collectively as a unit to do it. Um, but to do that in football, man, some of my closest friends today. I played youth and middle school and high school football with. I mean, because there's a bond that can never, ever, ever be broken. Closer yeah. than some of my, they're closer to me than some of my family. I'm yeah. just being honest with you. Yeah, I get football it. Football ain't no joke. I mean, like it's a different type of thing. So yeah. I think that he had a little bit more support than maybe he would have. But sometimes, just being a cynical, maybe cynical here, maybe he knew that if I come out here and do this on my own, maybe he thought it would go the other way and he would be veered as this, you know, this hero and didn't go get any help because I'm gonna do the I'm gonna be the person that starts this, mm-hmm. and it kind of backfired on. Yeah, I I know you said 50 years from now we're gonna look at Colin Kaepernick and he's gonna be a hero. I don't know if I necessarily all the way agree with that. It just depends on what did that lead to, right? Because I really think it's gonna make players look at that and be like, you know what? Do I want to feed my family, or am I gonna protest something, or go about it a different way? No one's going to do anything more so now during the national anthem. Mm -hmm. They're going to find other ways, like Mika was alluding to, let's get the youth involved. Let's do it outside of um, whatever venue you're in. Because some people just want to watch sports. They don't want to see any protests. They want to see players play. But you're missing my point. Why I I don't think he's going to be here. I know he is. Mm -hmm. How many times when you watch the news prior to his protest will you see white officer kills black man? White cop slays family. White cop, you didn't see it that much. He put it in your face where it's like, okay, media's like, okay, we're just going to keep throwing it and throwing it. And after a while, you're like, whoa, boom, boom, again, again, again. It's not about the NFL anymore. His whole point was, I have this platform. I will show you. Now look at it. That's why I will always, always respect him. I don't care what happens to him the rest of the way because now when I turn on the news or I'm on Yahoo, it's about cop kills this. Cop kills this person. And now the white part, black part is being taken away. Cop slays this person. Cop slays this person. You're like, oh. Wow, this is real. Before I'll just scroll past like oh, whatever, you know, used to. But now you're just like, oh my God. Again, again, again. But that's it, Kaepernick. But wasn't that in it wasn't that in front of our faces from the beginning? Like what isn't that how his protest got started? Because that's, that was that's the point though. It was in our faces, but were we taking the time to realize, oh wow, this is really a problem. Yeah, but I think with social media and the and the riots and you know the publicity that those other killings got, I think that's why we were kind of like, well, man. So I think that's why some people can even agree with what he's doing, like Man, this stuff is really happening sure. at an alarming rate, yeah. which is which is crazy. But uh, I I kind of side uh, with Oenya on that one. I don't know that. I mean, he'd we be a hero. Or something? Oh, man, did I, can you can we edit that? <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just hope. I mean, I hope I hope for his sake that maybe he is. I mean, veered as a hero because I think he put his neck out there on the line and yeah. he put everything. I mean, death threats and all types mm-hmm. of stuff, man. Like I, I just. I know what he was trying to do, like I said from the very beginning, I, and I respect him for that. I just would have went about it a different way. Some people consider it being a sellout or whatever. I'm just telling you, with my place of employment, when it comes to me and feeding my kids, I'm going to follow the rules to, so that way I could do that. And the moment I decide not to follow the rules and I put all that other stuff in jeopardy, if, if I'm less of a man or less of an African-American or less of a black for doing that, be that as it may. But that ultimately, I'm the person that's responsible for them. And right. I got to do that. Or I could be a sole proprietor and work on my own and follow my own rules. And unfortunately, I just think he made a bad decision. Yeah, I, I kind of do think he look, we all understand in this room what he was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I'm not totally disagreeing with you, Chris. If. Other players come out and protest 
and say, you know what, what Colin Kaepernick did was the right thing. And from then on out, it goes somewhere. Then, yes, people will know who Colin Kaepernick is in the next 50 years. They might still know who he is. But did it really accomplish anything? Because no one, I would say about 70% of the people don't know exactly what he was protesting. Can I be a, a correct? I don't think I don't think I think it is. I don't think that beating people know not I, specifically. I, I think you think you think it's more than that. Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, because during that time is when a lot of it was happening and, and coming to life um, with all the, the, the cop killings and all of that stuff that was going on. I think that people paid more attention when that was going on. Mm. And then I think it started raising eyebrows, too, when it comes to other situations that we don't see. Like when they had to go in these meetings and, and talk to the NFL, the commission, and all of that. I think it brought all of that stuff to light uh, when he did that. Okay. I really do. Okay. Well, me and Trey, unfortunately, we agree on something else. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we kind of no matter what we talk about, because this is what Chris is talking about. Whenever you bring up NFL protests, national anthem, you got to bring his name into the equation, right? Yeah. Even if it's Donald Trump we're talking about, mm-hmm. somehow in some shape, form, or fashion, Colin Kaepernick's name is going to come up because he's the one that brought everything to light. Yeah, right. I just don't. I just don't want those guys standing in the locker. I don't want them standing in the locker room. I just. Don't, I think that sends to me. That's worse to me than them kneeling. To me, that's. I don't know. So you agree with Donald Trump on this one? I don't think they should be in the locker room. Mm. I don't. I mean, I just don't. Is that that more so on the players or on the NFL to even make that rule? I think the NFL was silly for making that rule. There was a compromise that they had to do. So it was like the lesser of two evils. Which one do I want you? I want you sitting down feeling like you disrespect the flag or staying in the locker room like you used to back in the day. Right? That's the what used to happen a long time ago. Why does the NFL just put their foot down and say everybody stand for the national anthem? I don't know. See, that's, I wish I, they would. I think the very fact that we're having this conversation is, you know how Donald Trump has this thing like he's winning? That's what he's doing is winning because it just shifts the focus. It's like, well, why aren't they in the locker room? Or why aren't they standing? Why aren't they in it? That's the whole point. It just distorts everything. Like what better way when somebody's trying to make a good point to throw mud in it? That's all he did. Well, he's so- like, you know what? These, these cats got a good idea. Let's just throw mud. Let's just throw mud into it. That's what happened. And all of a sudden, instead of saying, you know, he's protesting because of this violence, like, He's unpatriotic. Mm-hmm. It's just like basically saying like a black man doing something really good. It's like, he's an N-word. That's what happened. Nobody's talking about it. That's what he is. He's an N-word. And it's like, okay, cool. We get it. He just threw mud into the water. Now people are saying he's in the locker room. He's in the locker room. That's what, you know, the cameras are focused on the stadium. Like, Let's look for all the players who are, in the, lock- mm-hmm. who are in, in, in the locker room. It's just missing the point. And the fact that people want to blame the players for that is crazy. Because it's not the players' fault. It's clearly not the players' fault. Donald Trump is... As much as we want to get on him, that cat is not stupid. Mm-hmm. He knows how to throw mud at something that's really clean. Well, see, I don't think I don't even think about him when I think about this topic. Like he's he's so far out of this loop for me. Like I don't I could care less what he thinks. Like I don't even think about that. I'm just talking about me as a human being, as an American citizen. I would like to see those players out there. Period. And not nailing. Just I mean, if you want to protest, you got, man, those guys are, they got days off during the week. They got time to get back in the community. And I just haven't seen that. Yeah, I I agree with you. Either race. I agree with you. And and we live in a town that has, what, three, four professional franchises? I'm telling you, these dudes go out. Not all of them. These, Michael Bennett from the Seahawks, he's always out there. He's from um, the SWAT, too. I know. Trust me, I know. He's always out there doing something. And then 
A lot of them are not. I shouldn't say a lot of them. Some of them are not, but I know a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, I know they are. I'm just saying they I just, I just get, haven't seen it. Well, you know why you haven't seen it? Because they're not following them. Nobody's showing cameras there. You know what right. they're showing? They're just showing them kneeling. That's it. Nobody's going to show them with a camera speaking to young kids, black or white, right, but, going but, out there. They're not going to show but why I they show with, that. But I help with adults, right? I help run adult leagues and I help help hold run youth leagues. Yeah. I volunteer a lot with my employer, all my employers that I've had. And I've not heard one person say they've seen them. They've been to a, a, an event. They were at this kid's school. I've not, out of the thousands and thousands of people that I come in contact with, none, zero. I haven't you, seen it. You mean the uh, professionals? Mm-hmm. The, oh. But I have a question. So you said that you would rather them be out there on the field than go inside of the locker room. So if they're on the field and they don't kneel, is that okay? If they're on the field and don't kneel, yeah. Yeah, you would rather them be on the field and stand for the national anthem. Right. There's but, no I mean, protests, but, right? Kneeling? I mean, is that, I mean, is that, was that really, when he did it originally, I didn't even think much of it, yeah. to be honest with you. I was like, oh, he's kneeling. I mean, heck, he could have been praying. He could have been doing anything because yeah. I, I, I didn't find anything wrong with it. I didn't honestly find anything wrong with it until I, until I heard what he was <laughs> kneeling for. Like, I was like, what? Like what? I mean, like you weren't praying. You weren't like I get it. I I, I get it. But like to me, that's just like a child. Like I'm not gonna do it. Like I'm, no, I'm not gonna do it. It felt like I was dealing with my children. Like they would just sat down because they didn't want to get up, and I was gonna have to just drag them and make them do something. Like that's I didn't realize that he was kneeling for that. I honestly didn't. But I think it's good. I, so I, I, look, I look at it like this. I think that the NFL made the best of both worlds. Pretty much, um, we can give you the option of going in the locker room. Or we would rather you go in the locker room than come out and us feel disrespected. Right. Pretty much. So I kind of think it's a good thing that they have their own voice to do what they want to do. If they don't want to stand out. That's true. Then they shouldn't. I mean, that's what the Constitution is. We don't have to, you know, if if they feel like, okay, if if you're going to feel disrespected or we're going to be unpatriotic, if we kneel, then we'd rather just not even come out. So on the update on the rule, was the entire teams not coming out or were those those who didn't want to come out? If you don't want to come out, you don't have to come out. You can stay in the locker room. Yeah, you can stay in the locker room during the whole national anthem. Okay, because originally they were talking about doing like they did in the, you know, up until uh 2008, where everybody's going to stay in the locker room. That I don't like. That I don't like. Let me just say this, though, because I got to get this out here. I remember when cop killings initially started and then BLM came out, Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. and they're marching in the streets. Mm -hmm. What were people saying? These guys are tearing things up. They just, they're just, they're just uncivil. They're not doing, they're just all over the place. And then Ka- Colin Kaepernick comes out and he takes a knee. And like, well, he can't do that. It's unpatriotic. Let me tell you something. Black people can't protest. True. I'm just gonna put that out there. You could believe it or not, you could that black people can't pro whatever protest you do as a black person, I promise you, somebody's gonna muddy the waters. I agree. You know why? Because every black protest makes people uncomfortable. It just does. Because it's somebody with sense talking. That's why I, I I like players who come out and say, I can't get into it because I can't speak about it. Cam Newton's my guy. Like, I rock Cam Newton. I'm wearing a Superman shirt right now. <laughs> the reason why I bought it was not for Superman himself. It's because of Cam Newton. Because he's my Superman. But he came out and said, look, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not going to come out and talk about that. It's not my thing. I got a family to feed. So he's quiet about it. And I'm cool with it. But for the players who can talk about it, Bennett's of the world, the Kaepernick's of the world, the Richard Sherman's of the world who are who can really speak about it and feel comfortable about it, do your thing. But if this not for you, I mean, you better get out that locker room and stand up. But that's, that's, <laughs> You're that's not doing it for the right reason. That's if you don't know why, then you better get out that locker room right. and stand up. But that's what's tough about being an athlete, right? If you have something you fully believe in, 
you're thinking to yourself, should I go out there and protest? I'm on a platform where I can do that and get heard. But then if you do do it and you get backlash, that hurts your brand. Okay. Cam Newton, you know, he says what he says. He kind of backs away from it. Um, Charles Barkley had this famous Mm -hmm. quote. He's like, I am not a role model. Mm -hmm. Okay. He refused to take the spotlight. LeBron James, he embraces it, but he does it in a way to where it's like, you know, you really can't get too mad at him or stand on him too much. So he's kind of gone about it and bounces a little bit. Kobe, he's had his issues mm-hmm. before he got to a certain place and he kind of rebuilt his image, but he doesn't really stand for anything either. But that's where it kind of gets, you know, do I say something or do I not say something? It's yeah. tough for athletes to really just come on and do something, right? Yeah. It, it, it really is. And you exp- you got to explain it. You got to explain this to your kids who do look up to them, whether we want them to or not, right. you know, right. why they're doing this and doing that. So, I mean, at some point in time, I mean, if you feel that good about it, then do it. But just suffer the consequences. I tell my kids, you could do whatever you want to do. You could do whatever you want to do. Just know that there's a consequence for every decision you make. Some are good and some are bad. So, yeah, you have the freedom. Do it. Go right ahead and do it, <laughs> but just be willing, or man and woman enough, to suffer the consequence. Mm-hmm. Man, let simple. me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Um, this is kind of on the subject, kind of not, but Michael Sam. We all know who Michael Sam is. You know who Michael Sam is, mm-hmm. Mika. He came out and said that openly that he's gay, mm-hmm. right? He did a couple of things on air. People saw things on air, and now he's out the league. Mm-hmm. He's not playing football anymore. Do you think that's partially because of what he said coming out, or you think that he just wasn't going to play in the NFL? I don't see honestly, I don't know. When I I watched him in the combine and when I was watching his number, I was like, Oh, this cat's not gonna make it. At least from the combine. Combine doesn't tell you much. It's just really running, jumping, whatever. I don't know if he's out of the league because of that that or not. I really don't know. But from what I saw from him, I don't know if he was that talented. To be very, very honest, to stick in the league. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty that, good preseason though, right? SEC defensive player yeah, of the year. He was defensive, yeah, yeah. And that's and let me say this though. All I know for him specifically is I don't know how many teams he bounced around in the league. He, I don't know if he bounced around that many teams in the league, right? He I went think, to the Canadian Football League. And then he didn't come back. He didn't come back, no. Well, I should tell you everything you need to know then. Yep. Yeah. I, I met him at an airport in Las Vegas right after he got drafted uh, or undrafted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I recognized him and I saw him. I took a picture with him and I posted the picture on social media. And just the backlash that I got from posting a picture with him was – Unbelievable, unbelievable, and I, I. Why would you get a backlash for that? Well, I don't, I don't understand. Are you serious? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just I don't get it, man. And maybe it's just my way of thinking and loving everybody and hoping the, for the best in people. Like, I really, really hope the best. You're for talking everybody. about social media, though, bro. Yeah, but you, but you, social media and those fans is. I mean, if you put. A player like that on some of these teams, I think some of these teams are like, I yeah, can't have that. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think it definitely played a, a, so a major. So was the image. I think it, it was. It, it, the teams were just looking out for their image. I think so, so you don't think it was because of his talent? I don't think it was because of his talent, no. I don't think you can be the SEC Defensive Player of the Year mm-hmm. at in, any year and not be player number 53. I got you. I got you. Or on somebody's practice squad. Yeah. There's no way possible. It's not possible. Not, so not if he, the SEC. if he were to disguise it and never came out, he will still be playing NFL today. It's worked think? for a lot of NBA players and NFL players exactly. that, have, <laughs> that have had that. No, it's I, worked for a lot of them. I agree. Exactly. Some yeah. of them are still playing. And it's sad, man. It's really, really sad. Um, but I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Do I come out and try to stamp something I believe in or do I just not say anything at all? I think it's a choice. It's a personal choice. Knowing of what 
the consequences will be uh, whatever it is. That's just like um, if, if you're an athlete or you just like going to an athlete, going to the strip club and doing some crazy stuff in the strip club. I don't know why I said strip club. <laughs> but, <laughs> but going to a club, if you know, if you do something that's out of line and somebody take a video of it and send so it to it, TMZ, that's it. It I hasn't mean, hurt Harden so far, though. Yeah, it hasn't. <laughs> but, you know. I know there's a there's a gentleman that plays for the Houston Texans that was at a club that I was at in Las Vegas. And when they started videoing him, he was immediately like, no, no, oh, no, yeah. no. His boy came over there and said, delete it from your phone. And he wasn't even doing anything. He just didn't want the video. Yeah. And luckily, he didn't get to finish the season because he had a hurt knee last year. But he was very, uh, very adamant about not being anybody's video. Yeah. I appreciate for breaking it down. Letting yeah. us know. <laughs> 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 Say this name. Very good, yeah. Trey. But I, I definitely think. I mean, you have to know that's anybody' image. You know, sometimes it's just everybody was raised. Sometimes you just got to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, you, you know, depending on what it is. And in that case, I think he he hindered himself right. by coming out. And uh, and and our people's problem. When I say our people, being that I'm I'm black, is if you don't agree with the norm or yes. you don't take it the way that everybody else takes it, then you're a sellout yeah. or you're, you know, you're an uncle Tom or you just don't get it. Or you're one of them. No, 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 no. Like, it's not that I don't disagree with you. I had a boy tell me, say, you, I, went, I went to the Patriots and Texas preseason game and I posted that someone gave us tickets and he goes, he messaged me and said, you're going to the game. I said, yeah, he go, we protest. And I'm like, who's we? Like, who's <laughs> we? I got free tickets to go see Tom Brady. And that's your choice. Yeah, that's you. I'm not me and my family going. We, no, 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 no. You French all of a sudden now. I mean, cause, no, I'm going to the game. Like, I didn't, I mean, I could still voice my opinion and stuff like right. that, but I don't have to agree with you. And just I because think, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that as a culture, we have a real issue with that. And that's following instead of being the leader or, or understanding what we're doing and the process of why we're doing it. I think that's the major problem. People just follow what they see. They follow the trend on social media. You have this 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 profile thing or whatever that is that you can add to your profile picture. All of a sudden, everybody adding that same wallpaper. For what? You don't even know why you're adding it. Right. But as a culture, you that's what, what we means. do. Yeah, we, we do that. We tend to follow the trend instead of understanding what the trend is. And if you make a decision to follow whatever it is, then do it. But if not, then no. Right. And when all that came out, I, I didn't want to just talk about it. I wanted to be about it. And I messaged, I think I told you guys, I messaged Mayor Sylvester Turner. I messaged Troy Nels, the sheriff in Fort Bend County where I live in. So I could do, try and make a difference myself. But with the, all the thousands and hundreds, hundreds and few thousand people that I come in, not one person emailed. I mailed them, emailed them three times. And not one time that I even get a thank you or we're working on it or we'd like to invite you in. Nothing. So I get the athlete's frustrations, but but I'm a nobody in their eyes. But somebody who it does stuff in the community, try to reach out to say, hey, let's mm-hmm. do something. Let's let me help any way that I can. Mm-hmm. Not 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 even thank you or, you know, you know, leave us alone. Nothing. Do you think that it would have been different if you got a bunch of people that were doing different things and go as a force rather than just by show yourself? up? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. We might do that. You with me? I'm with you, Trey. I'm with you, Trey, bro. Um, so it, it's still it's still compelling to me how athletes have to deal with things. We are the media, right? Yeah. We talk about athletes. We praise athletes. We almost idolize athletes. And we don't really know these athletes. And then when something happens to tarnish their image, we're like, oh, look at this guy. Look at Tiger Woods, for instance. Mm-hmm. Before Tiger Woods got into all that mess, people idolized this yep. man. Then when he got into his little, you know, mess with his marriage and that, people were like, oh, look, I, I knew Tiger was a, a great guy. He's a garbage, all this stuff. He's not the greatest golfer ever, which he is still. 
but people start poo-pooing on him, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's hard to, you know, the athlete is is someone that you look at and you, you idolize them because of what they do on the field. But when you realize what to do off the court or off the field, you're like, hmm, is this someone really should be idolizing in the first place? You know, that's that's a tough one, man, because I did the exact opposite when Tiger Woods got caught. I, everybody that dropped him, I stopped buying their stuff. I didn't drink Gatorade for like three years. I, I changed my razors. I changed everybody that did that to him because I think we make athletes seem like they're not human. Mm-hmm. And you think about the Larry Birds, the Magic Johnsons, the Kobe Bryants, the hundreds and hundreds of other NFL athletes and senators and presidents and everybody else who's done the exact same stuff that this man did. And all of a sudden, we just threw that man under the bus. A lot of it had to do, in my opinion, because of the color of his skin. And a lot of people rejected him. I did the exact same opposite. I told my kids about it. I talked to my wife about it. That was I, didn't, I drank Powerade forever. Until they took him back at McDonald's, the same way. I would not support those people that did, because it was just like he he messed up. Well, it, it was just because of the color of his skin. Though. I, I think the, he was up there with Michael Jordan. Like he was just that big. So then, when you have something that tarnishes your your image, those sponsors have no choice but to drop him. Right? I mean, he was just that big. He was so big that you were going to get a backlash from it. He had millions of millions of fans following him. And they just thought that he was the perfect man. They didn't think he was just a perfect golfer. Thought he was a perfect man. He was married. He has kids. He shows um, everybody else how to go about their life. And then when he heard about that, I was like, oh, wow. This, but we you're see not, them, you're not we that see person? them for a few rounds of golf or mm-hmm. a two and a half hour NBA game or a three hour football game. We don't know what these guys do when they yeah, go home. Yeah, that's everybody. That's like, everybody. Like, you're right. Right you're now, right. the whole thing's with James Harden. People know where to find him. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. And, it's, and yeah. people still love him. I think a little bit nowadays, it's a little more <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> but we don't know what these guys are. We don't know the, what the spouse, the domestic abuse and the drinking and driving mm-hmm. and the illicit drug. We don't know that type of stuff. So I think we put these guys on a pedestal and, and forget that they're just like us. They put their pants on just like us. Yeah. You don't they're think human. that Tiger Woods, before it happened, though? Um, made everybody think that he was something that he was not. Yeah, I don't think he he didn't talk to people. Tiger Woods, you didn't get many interviews from Tiger Woods. Other than after he win, he, mm-hmm. he was not that accessible. No. As far as we were concerned, he was at home. Yeah, he was. Right. Yeah, he was yeah. a he went secret. At home, he was. But we <laughs> he was very secretive, and I yeah. think those are the ones you got to watch out for. He was very secretive. Yeah. Tiger wasn't doing interviews, and no special get. No sir, Tiger was out doing his thing. He didn't have time. He had time to do something. My my thing with athletes is most of the athletes, I love college sports. I know, Trey, you love college sports too. But I love it. These cats are teenagers to at most from college and then to the NFL, you know, NBA. Most of these cats are below 30, right? But they're still our heroes because we love sports. But they're below 30. I'm going to make, I'm under 30 too. I get that. But they're going to make mistakes, period. Like, they're going to make mistakes. So, I just, I don't see how, and this is if I had kids, what I would tell them, like, you can idolize them all you want to, but kind of like what Trey was alluding to, if they were to do something crazy or stupid, let's not forget all the great they did. Let's just say hypothetically, right? Years from now, we find out that um, President Obama was doing some crazy things. I mean, some crazy <laughs> things that we just didn't see coming. I'm not going to be like, you know what, man, forget this dude. Nah, he still had great accomplishments. Now, am I going to go back and look at the things he done wrong and educate and explain, okay, that's wrong? Yes, but I think too much in our culture now, we see one wrong thing and we forget every single thing the person has done. And it's like, man, we can't do that because then we just distort the goodness. We can't, you can't even live like, who lives like that? I'm not perfect. How can I do that? Well, it depends on the level 
of the the uh, platform, the huh? platform, right? Yeah. I mean that too, right? And it depends on what you actually did. Like if, yeah. let's say OJ for instance, people think that he murdered somebody. You can't just you can't go back from that. <laughs> you can like, well, allegedly. I know he murdered this person. Allegedly, he ran for two thousand yards. And said, you can't right. do that anymore. Allegedly, it's, it's, well, I'm just saying. I'm just somebody. saying. People just think he did it outright. Yeah, they can't go back and be like he ran for two thousand yards and still love the guy. You can't yeah. go back from but that. murder infidelity. <laughs> well, I mean, but, but I'm saying for some people, infidelity is on that level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they looked at Tiger Woods, they're like, this guy is. They were talking to your kids like, I want you to be just like Tiger. Right. You saw everything before that happened. It's, Tiger Woods was everywhere. Yeah, he was a role model. And That's even the problem, though, though. Right, right. So even though people he didn't embrace it, other people embraced it for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when he figured out that he was not that he guy. Mean, Whatever you want to say, when he wasn't that guy, then people <laughs> kind of step back from it. But I think that's that. That's it. That we idolize even kids and adults idolize just like kids. You idolize the the athlete, and you think that they can't do any wrong. So when you see them on that platform, and realize that dang, they are human, and they do have the same mistakes um, that we do as normal people. Um, I think that's that. That's the issue, and that's why it's like you you watered yourself down when you did that. Yeah, think about what Karl Malone's going through. I don't know if you guys yeah. li- listened to the story, heard the story about mm-hmm. Cheryl Ford, his daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Karl Malone's revered as one of the best people to ever live, and in Utah, he runs Utah. I mean, Salt Lake City, and with all these dealerships and stuff like that, and people don't realize how much of a and that story's public, but no people don't realize how much of a deadbeat dad he was. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, growing up with, with the way I grew up, I take offense to that more than I did with Tiger Woods because I'm like, why wouldn't you do this? And people turn, it's like people choose when they want to turn the cheek, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. on the person or maybe the severity of it. I it's, mean, I think it's a person. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. If they find, if I found out LeBron, you can name whatever you want attached <laughs> to it. I'm LeBron to I die. That is my yeah. guy. Watch you know your words, bro. Okay. okay. Watch your words, bro. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, everybody has their saying. guy. Like, even with Barry Bonds with the steroids thing, I mean, there were people who were just like, that's their guy. I know Trey and y'all older heads, old people, uh, (laughs) y'all love Jordan, and that's fine. And there are certain things that could come out. I'm not saying everything, right? But there's certain things that come out where you're still going to rock with him because that's your guy. Mm -hmm. So that's just just the way it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And our athletes, the old heads, our athletes are lucky they didn't have social media back then. Yes. I mean, because, yeah, it it wouldn't be... Charles Barkley, all you yeah, know, Charles was, oh, everywhere. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he was everywhere, so, even without social media. Yeah, imagine yeah. with it in he this time of day. Definitely, oh he was also one of my favorite athletes. Yeah, uh, so that's he I has a, a better motor than LeBron. Right? <laughs> that's my alter ego, man. Oh yeah, I love all the bad. I love all the. I love all the bad guys. I thought um, Tim Duncan was one of your favorite players of all time. Uh, he's not no, a bad guy. He, well, he's he's up there. Okay, he's up there. Timmy didn't. Timmy didn't have the. He has some skeletons in his closet too, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lot well, of every, everybody, everybody, yeah, does. I believe so. Yeah. What's What's the movie that came out that that the the husband was cheating on the wife? I forget that movie, but that movie alone, it was a basketball player. I can't remember what movie it was, but when she was by the pool and she was crying and all that, that gave me life. Like yeah. that told me, okay. <laughs> They do the same thing. Like, oh, it was right. loving basketball. Okay, That was the yeah. realest movie right there. Like, <laughs> typically, that's what they go through as athletic mm-hmm. wi- as athletes' right. wives and stuff. So that right there, I guess after that, I was like, mm, they all cheat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doug Christie, Doug Christie said it. Yeah, I mean, his wife would go on the trips with him. I mean, like mm-hmm. she was part of the staff basically. Mm-hmm. Like she was going on yeah, the trips. Yeah, she with would him. not, yeah, uh, yeah. not leave him yeah. alone because yeah. they knew the truth. Yeah, I right. mean, they, I mean, and that's just you know, unfortunately, 
the type of life. Not all of them, but a lot of them live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of just comes with the territory. But even right. when Kobe came out, oh my gosh, yeah, when that came out, mm-hmm. oh man, that was big because Kobe was, was in the same category with yes, Tiger Woods. His right. image was this clean cut guy. Yeah. He makes no mistakes. Yeah. He's a family man. And then when it came out, you're like, oh. Sprite drops him. Right. Nike, I think Nike stayed with him. Yeah. Nike's like, mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know if he was with Nike at that time, though. Was he with the... I think, I think it was with Nike. Adidas. No, no. Was no, he not with Adidas at that time? Did Adidas yeah, drop him and then Nike picked him up? Uh, I have to check that out. Yeah, I, I think it was with Adidas at that point. I and thought Nike his image kept got them. better than Nike came along. I think Nike stayed with Tiger. That's what it was. Yeah, Nike did. They weren't stupid. Yeah, Nike stayed with Tiger. <laughs> Nike, Nike don't care at all. They just do it. Yeah. <laughs> they like, you, you just do your job and we, we, look, we stay at your we personal business. <laughs> I think Kobe, I think Nike was just smart with how they did that with right. Tiger. Like, they they slow played it and like, okay, let's figure this out before we, mm-hmm. we jump to conclusions. Um, they know it'll die down after a while. Somebody else, somebody else, they'll pick up somebody else that's doing something wrong and that story will lay low and be swept up under the rug. <laughs> but it depends on how good of a basketball player true. or football player you are. You know, if you're not that good, they're like, you know what? You're gone. You're gone. Yeah. We'll find somebody. That's yeah, true. Kobe signed back to, no, signed with Nike in 03. So yeah, he was still, he was Nike. Right. Yeah. Nike at that point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because he even had a when he started getting back to form, Nike brought a commercial like, you know, remember this guy? Yeah. That you guys used to hate? <laughs> He's a mamba. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mika. Yes. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. I had a good time. I am. I've never done a sports show. This is awesome. We talked a little bit of sports, <laughs> politics. We had yeah. a little bit of stuff mixed in there. We brought in love and basketball into it. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it was great having you on the show. Thank um, you. Mika, you're going to be on the uh, morning tea. I am. Right after this right show. Right after you guys. Yep. On GMT Radio. Um, you guys, if you like what you heard on this new channel, Sports Podcast, you can also subscribe to our podcast as well. Go to the website. It's www new channel sports as new channel n u c h a n n e l sports dot com. What's the What's the morning tea about? The morning tea. Okay, so I utilize this platform for businesses and entrepreneurs to be able to um, gain exposure, network with one another. Uh, so we have business topics. I have a biz blooper that I talk about things that we shouldn't be doing as entrepreneurs, like real conversations. But it's funny, but it's really educational. It's like a <laughs> workshop in a little five-minute segment. But um, so we talk, we talk about that. But then we have adult conversations. Like we have topics that are everyday topics um, that people have amongst themselves. And sometimes you don't want to speak to a family member or a friend so we utilize that platform for you to get a different perspective and talk about some adult conversations. So Ooh, juicy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not catty. It's all adult. But you know what's funny? I have more more men call in um, than I do women based on the topic. So it's a platform for men to be able to voice how they feel about certain situations, especially we've had child support conversations. Mm. You know how Just that can a- get. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I actually had a show a couple of weeks ago with a guy who um, had was domestically abused by a woman. Um, so it, it's really good convers- adult conversation. So nice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So you Check guys can tune, at, tune into that right after this. Yeah. Right, yeah. right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars and don't forget to subscribe.